Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the first ever episode of Two Idiots Talking Sports with your hosts, Jack Boys and Ollie Walters. It is currently 3.57 p.m. on August 26th, a nice sunny Sunday in Los Angeles, California. Really happy to be talking to you all today. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about, well, Jack, do you want to explain what we're talking about today? Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about um, a topic that I'm very passionate about, which is... Um, how the game, how the company that you keep when you're watching a big sports game like a Super Bowl or a playoff series can actually ruin that experience for you. Right. Seemed to get you a little flustered there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we will save that energy. Uh, but for now, we're going to cut to a little ad break and then we'll be right back. So with that, let's get rolling. <laughs> want to thank Jamie Vavra, good musician friend of mine, uh, for that little musical transition. You do great work. Very proud of you. Um, but let's pick up where we left off, Jack, if you want to continue your story about the company that you will watch sports with. Yeah, so um, flashback to Game 7 of the Western Conference semifinals last year. This is year. in Houston, right? Yeah, this is in Houston. Okay. Um, where the... Golden State Warriors and Houston Rockets, two of the most exciting offensive teams in the league, are doing a head-to-head battle to see who will enter the NBA Finals. One of the most exciting games of the season. I was personally extremely, extremely pumped to watch this game. I remember getting home. I remember thinking, I'm not going to do my homework because I don't want to and I want to watch this game. Sitting down. I had just come back from a, I want to say basketball workout, and... My grandparents, who I love and adore, and my mother, who I love and adore, you know, trying... I appreciate the sentiment. They were trying to relate with me. They were trying to sit down with me, watch a basketball game, and get to know me a little better, which I appreciate and um, respect them for, let's say. But it was also maybe the most annoying two and a half hours I think I've ever experienced. My head felt like it was going to explode. Um, I remember from the tip-off, I don't think there's anything more annoying as a sports fan than having someone who doesn't know anything about sports constantly question what's going on the screen. Because it takes me out of the game, and then I have to like talk to someone and explain things that I don't ever want to explain. That I feel like that I feel inside me as such a big sports fan, everyone should know. So I sat there, I was getting asked the same questions all the time. Who's the tall one? No, not that tall one. The other tall one with the beard. No, not that beard. The other beard, the one with the tattoos. Oh, they all have tattoos? Oh, they're all tall? Oh, they all have beards? Oh, well then, I don't know which one I was even talking about. They're probably not even playing right now. It was a lot. I was I can heated. tell this topic is I getting a little heated. flustered right now. And Using a lot of energy to express your story. It just... It ruins something beautiful for me. It's like... I was looking at the Mona Lisa, then an old man who didn't doesn't know how to use a belt stands in front of you and you just see like all crack. It's like that. That's exactly what it was like. It ruined a good piece of art. And that was and so You know, I, I actually have a similar story to that. Oh do you please tell. For those of you that don't know, I am a diehard Denver Broncos fan. Uh so for me, Super Bowl. Go Broncos. Yes, go Broncos. Super Bowl 48 was a struggle for me. Um, if you all remember, take back to 2013. 2013. Denver Broncos are playing the Super- Seattle Seahawks. And it is 2013. It was Super Bowl 48. It was in 2013. 
Was it? Yep. It's oh, Super you're Bowl right. Because Super Bowl Fifty. Yep, you're right. I'm wrong. All right. So uh, we are. Um, <laughs> that's our good friend Sam. He is filming this current podcast. Uh, but anyway, um, it's the opening play of the game. Manny Ramirez is taking a snap at center. Is Manny Ramirez. <laughs> that is his name. I'm not kidding. Oh, th- oh, oh, the center. Yeah, the center. Oh, yeah. I just got a picture of a d- baseball player. Yeah, the former Dodger. No. Um, so he's taking a snap, and the snap goes well over Peyton Manning's head and into the back of the Broncos' end zone, thus forcing a safety. That was now, a record for the fastest points ever scored in the Super Bowl. We don't need to be reminded of that. Anyway, I'm watching the game with my mother and my dad, um, and we're in my living room. And my mom starts screaming out of enjoyment because she thinks that we just got two points. However, we didn't. Um, and she soon realized that it was actually a bad thing. And that was probably the most frustrating game I've ever watched in all in of football. In your life, yeah. Absolutely. And I think just but, like, gonna gonna drag people who don't watch sports here. But um, remember, it was a couple days ago, we were talking actually about this podcast. And your mother was like, Let's just say as a hypothetical that the Celtics were playing the Broncos. Oh, my God. That was really <laughs> annoying. But it was also, I mean, it's funny. It has its funny. It's funny the first, like, three times. Like, I left, like, when I was watching that game with my um, grandparents, I was like, okay, you know, whatever. Three times. Like, right. First right. couple times, it's fine. Then it just wears on you. It's like a waterfall going over a rock. I am the rock being worn down. You're being very metaphorical right now. I'm a poet. You're really heart. feeling it. Um... Yeah, no, watching games with people who don't know anything about sports can sometimes be a struggle, but it's also something that we've thought about doing on this podcast and have a question for you all. Um, So go comment on our YouTube channel or our Instagram or Twitter um, and tell us your stories. Tell us your stories, one. Two, also, if we were to bring in a third guest weekly or every other week um, about some specialty like a sport or uh something that they're interested in yeah exactly what would your thoughts be on that if we brought in a guest star or potentially if we were to bring in someone who didn't know anything about sports and have a conversation with them Mm. um if you would be interested in listening to that Mm. uh please comment on any of our social medias or tweet us um but with that we will be coming back in another second we're going to take a quick musical break uh but yeah we'll be right back I want to thank Jamie Vavra again for that little musical transition. Uh, but right now, we are going to talk about sleepers and busts that we have in the NFL. Um, we're going to start with quarterback position. Jack, do you want to start? Yeah, I would love to start. Um, so my bust for the quarterback position is going to be La Keenum wow. of the Denver Broncos. Wow, I see how it is. All right, let's um, see why. It's nothing against you. I just think Case Keenum had a really good offense in Minnesota and that the, the Denver's is a definite downgrade and I don't see wow. him putting up the same production they did last year I'm getting a lot of negative reception in the room yeah about no this. I just want to hear why you would think that Denver is a immediate downgrade from Minnesota 
Please explain. Mm, no Stefan Diggs. I don't think I think Demarius Thomas is overrated, first of all. Wow. He's overrated. Wow. Peyton Manning made him into who he is, and I just don't think he's that good. Like he's good. I'm not gonna say he's not like he's good, but he's not like that good. You know he did well with Tim Tebow as uh-huh. well, right? Well Tim Tebow is the best quarterback to ever grace a football field, so that's I agree. Uh, However, he doesn't have a quarterback like Peyton Manning, and to go from a Case guy... Case Keenum's not like Peyton Manning, though. Okay, but he's at least like Tim Tebow and, no. can, and, and can like be a field general for an offense. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. I'm, I, th- I think he's better than Tebow, but he's nowhere near Manning. I don't think, he's, I don't think Demarius Thomas is ever going to see the same production he did with Manning. I, Again. I, I disagree. And you think that... And Emmanuel Sanders is only getting older. Only getting older. Father time. Ticking. So you're saying, so you're saying Adam Thielen is better than Emmanuel Sanders? Adam Thielen, yeah, he's a beast. Adam Thielen's a beast. Stefan Diggs is amazing. Kyle Rudolph. What about Cortland Sutton? What about Jeff Hireman? What about Jake Butt? What about Royce Freeman, <laughs> Jake Butt. rookie running back, coming out of Oregon? I like Royce Freeman. I think Royce Freeman's going to do what well. What about the new offensive line that they have with Jared Velder here? What about him? Garrett Bowles is in his second year. He's looking really strong. Yeah, well, we'll see, won't we? You don't like any of that? I like their offensive line. I don't like their. I'm. I think their receivers are. I think their receivers are okay, but they're not getting any better. All right. And I don't like their tight ends. We'll see how this goes. What about uh? What? Who's your sleeper quarterback? Uh, my sleeper quarterback's gonna be Alex Smith. Um, I think Alex Smith because if you look at what now, it. I think Alex Smith's success is gonna depend a lot on Jordan Reed. If you look at Alex Smith from last year, a lot of his success depended on, or a large part of his success depended on um, Travis Kelsey. He's a man that likes a good tight end. And I think Jordan Reed is that tight end, but he has to stay on the field. Um, I also think that the Redskins receivers can be playmakers if... I think, okay, here's, here's what I'm saying. I think Alex Smith is going to help them become better playmakers. I think Josh Doxon is going to have a breakout year. Um, I really like him, and I think him and Jordan Reed are going to really help that um, Redskins offense Here's the thing. to the next step. What is the thing? Tell me the thing. I like Alex Smith as a field general and a leader on the field for his offense. However, mm-hmm. I don't think that, you know, he loses a lot of weapons this year. He's losing Tyreek Hill. He's mm-hmm. losing Travis Kelsey. And he's going to Jordan Reed, who, don't uh-huh. get me wrong, is a good tight end. He's However, tight end. I feel that he has a lot of injury issues and will tend to not be on the field as much as he would like to be. Well, we don't know that yet. And Jamison Crowder is nowhere near Tyreek Hill, just in terms of No, he's of not. Tyreek Hill's a one-of-a-kind one player, and I don't think—I think it's a—I'm not going to say it's not a downgrade. I think it's a downgrade, but I still think he'll be able to produce. Alex Smith was like—does anyone have the stat? What was, what was he in—what uh, was his rank last year in quarterback? He was, like, insanely high. Also, who's their, uh, who's their offensive coordinator? Do we know? Someone. 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 We'll get back to that. I'm going to uh, mention my bust real quick. Uh, my quarterback bust coming from the Kansas City Chiefs. This is not a bias at all because I'm a Broncos fan. But I find that Patrick Mahomes will struggle this year. Um, I do not think that he is going to play super well. Uh, there's a couple reasons for that. The first being if you looked at him last year in the starting games uh, that he played against the Broncos. He did get a win. However, it wasn't... Um, it wasn't a very strong win. He ended with a QBR rating of 76.4 with 22 for 35, 284 yards, and one interception, no touchdowns. Look, he's a gunslinger. He's got a huge arm, which will be perfect for guys like Tyree Kill and yeah, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I think he's Kelsey. a good fit in that offense. However, when you play 
three defenses twice a year that are going to rattle him with like no who? offensive line. The Chargers with Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram. Mm-hmm. The Raiders with Khalil Mack. If he's there. If he's there. They Either way, then contract. you still have the Broncos with Bradley Chubb and Vaughn Miller. You That's were facing true. those twice a That's week. That's true. I don't know. I just think he's, he's going to get, get rattled. It's an interesting um, situation because he's set up for success and he's also set up for a lot of failure. It's, so, it's going to be a huge year I for think him, it's all it going to go him. either way. Mm-hmm. I have him as my bust. Now, my sleeper, I don't know how many of you would necessarily consider this a sleeper because he was the number one overall draft pick in this past year's draft, uh, but I got Baker Mayfield, quarterback out of Oklahoma Baker. for the Cleveland Browns. Now, I saw um, a lot of potential in this kid in his first preseason game. He looked poised and had a lot of confidence when he dropped back in the pocket mm-hmm. um had over 200 yards and two touchdowns really saw a performance yep. didn't throw an interception didn't turn over the ball which in my opinion is really huge um For a rookie quarterback now thursday night august 23rd he played the eagles yeah final score was 5-0 <laughs> that game in itself was kind of a struggle to watch for both sides I, offensively, Actually, Nick I'd Foles say. has been awful. I yeah, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, right. Um, but to you have Tyrod Taylor go down. Mm-hmm. Baker comes in. He goes eight for 12, 76 yards, and an interception with a quarterback rating of forty nine point three. That was a struggle. I mean, it's also the Eagles. Though. They have like one of the best defenses in the league. True. And what's their what's their quarterback depth? They got Tyrod. Is Baker number two? Baker's number two. So, in, in a report earlier this week, uh, Coach Hugh Jackson said he's leaning towards having Mayfield serve as the number two uh, quarterback this season. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I... Well, knowing Brown's quarterbacks, he'll get a lot of time to play. I don't think Tyrod exactly. Taylor's going to be... I like Tyrod Taylor uh, to and, an extent, but I don't think he's going to be that good. And, and Tyrod Taylor's already gotten injured. Mm-hmm. Dislocated his pinky and bruised his hand. No one really necessarily knows how long he's going to be out for. Um, so we could see Baker in the next couple weeks. I have a feeling that Tyrod Taylor will start the season as the starter, um, but Baker will slowly take over. I think like week four or five, Baker takes over. I think he takes over early. I yeah. think he takes the league by storm. Yeah. I like Baker. He's a leader. He's cocky, and he backs it up. He's got a good game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's move on to the running back box. position. Uh, why don't you start with your bust and then move to your sleeper? Um, okay, so I think my bust for this year. Um, actually, no, I'm gonna start with my sleeper because I'm excited. Whatever you want to talk about that. Um, my sleeper for this year, uh, I think, and I say I think because there's like also a lot of really good running backs in this league, so I don't exactly like it's always hard to predict these things. Um. I would you start because I've forgotten everything that I was about to say. Okay, you know what? I'll start. I'll start with my bust uh, this year. I have Jarek McKinnon as my bust. Now, the former Viking running back, last year he had 150 rushing attempts with only 570 yards, which means he was averaging 3.8 yards per carry, which is not what you want to see out of a running back. He had a total of three touchdowns throughout the entire entire season, uh, and two fumbles. Now, yes. The Vikings offense last season was very pass-heavy because they had Case Keenum, mm-hmm. Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, and Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, and so, of Cook course, you're going to have a very pass-heavy offense and not look so much to the run. 
and he came in after Dalvin Cook got hurt and split back time with Latavius Murray. Yeah. However, when you still have a high-powered offense like that and couldn't perform to the in a way that you should, right? I think he's going to do well because who's he's under he's under Shanahan, right? He's that's in his Shanahan's OC. offense. Shanahan I, is his coach. Yeah, so that's going to I think that's going to be really good for him. And Jimmy Garoppolo's. Um, I mean, they don't have a lot of wide receiver threats. Again, I still feel that they're going to be. A pass-heavy offense in San Francisco. I think Jimmy's going to struggle, and they're going to have to rely on him a little more than they want to, and I think he's going to take advantage of that. Obviously, I'd love to see him you know, thrive in that offense, but I, I just I, I don't see it happening. And then my sleeper, there is 100% bias here because I'm a <laughs> Broncos fan. Royce Freeman. Rolls-Royce is my sleeper running back for this year. I just want to talk about him for a second. He managed to break almost every single rushing record at Oregon over the past couple of years. Mm -hmm. In total, in his career at Oregon, he had 947 attempts with 5,621 yards, 60 touchdowns, 79 receptions for 814 yards with four receiving touchdowns. I mean, this dude is an animal. Right. Most amount of like rushes, rushing yards that he racked up in a single season being... 1,836. You see him being like a Kareem Hunt kind of player I from last year? I honestly do. The thing that would scare me about that yeah. is that most running backs, when they tend to do really well in their rookie season, uh -huh. usually have a bit of a sophomore slump, Yep. but that's something to look more in the future. Uh -huh. That's way out in the future. Um, I, I think Royce is going to be unbelievable. Right. I've been watching him in his past couple preseason games. He has been an animal. He is someone who I'm really excited to watch in the regular season and mm -hmm. someone who I will be picking in as many fantasy drafts as I can. All right, and this is going to be a nice segue because you're just talking about Kareem Hunt, who I have as my bust. I think if you look at Kareem Hunt's season, he exploded, right? Like those first four weeks, he was on fire. Like, dude was amazing. And if you actually look, I don't think he, he – there was like a eight-week period where he did not score a touchdown, like at all. I think he's going to hit a big sophomore slump, especially with a uh, rookie quarterback uh, taking control because they're going to rely on him a lot more. I think Alex Smith really helped him out in terms of like, it was like if he if he taking kind of some of the pressure off of him. Because if you look at that offense, a lot of it is kind of Kareem Hunt. Like, yeah, Patrick Mahomes is there, but how much can you trust a pretty untested rookie? And I think they're going to look, I think they're going to fall onto their star running back a lot more than he's comfortable with and a lot more than like he's not used to. So I think he's definitely going to struggle. And then for my uh, sleeper, I have Alex Collins. Um, I watched a lot of this guy at the end of the uh, Ravens season last year, and he looked phenomenal. Like, I see, I, like, I don't think, when's the last time the Ravens had a good running back? Ever? Never? Ray, Ray Rice, probably. Ray Rice, yeah, and that ended poorly. Yeah. So I think Alex Collins is going to be like, I think I my final here's my I'll, I'll do a stat line I'll do a final prediction stat line, twelve hundred rushing yards, wow, eight touchdowns, two fumbles, and that's my that's my bold prediction. I think he's gonna burst onto the scene. I really like Alex Collins. I and like Alex Collins. Too. I might pick him in fantasy in a late round if he falls to me. Who knows? Who knows? Well, we have our fantasy draft later tonight, which mm -hmm. I'm really looking forward to. We will. Uh, for sure, let you know everything that has happened in our fantasy league and more fantasy updates in the coming weeks. Um, I want to thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode of Two Idiots Talking Sports. And you can find us on social media, on, on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Instagram, and Twitter. 
And uh, thank you so much for listening.